and welcome to your Newsmax Daily for Wednesday, July 19th, 2023. Hump Day! The 200th day of the year. That means there's 165 days to go. We're just a little more than five months away from Christmas Day. Crazy. Today is National Hot Dog Day, and no matter what kind you prefer, it's something that almost instantly stirs up good memories, right? Of going to the ballpark, summer cookouts, or just stopping by your favorite hot dog vendor or hot dog truck in whatever city you live in. As Americana as it is, the Frankfurter, technically speaking, was named for the city of Frankfurt, Germany, where it is said to have originated. While the brand of hot dog, of course, is important, and people will debate that all day today, Nathan's, Oscar Mayer, Ballpark, Sabret, one of my favorites, Hebrew National, maybe. It's really all about the toppings, right? That's kind of what it comes down to. Sauerkraut, the original, or those cooked onions in the red sauce, very popular in New York and the Northeast. I love the onions. Or a hot dog all the way in the South. A Chicago dog, St. Louis style with a bacon. And then the spicy New Orleans style, the Mufalata hot dog. The lucky hot dog. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, you now have an excuse to eat a couple of hot dogs today. Chances are pretty good that wherever you are, it's pretty darn hot. In Phoenix today, it could be the 20th consecutive day at 110 degrees or more. Yeah, but it's a dry heat. You know how they always used to say that? And apparently, people are flocking to Death Valley in California, where it could hit a record of 131 degrees. And people, who never cease to amaze me, apparently want to experience the record heat. In Washington, D.C., where it was 90 yesterday, President Biden and the First Lady will host the White House Congressional Picnic 6 o'clock tonight when it should be a manageable 85, 87 or so. I guess they'll be grilling some hot dogs there, too. And I would love for Congressman James Comer or Jim Jordan to show up at the cookout. Boy, that would be fun. After hearing testimony today from IRS supervisor-turned-whistleblower Gary Shapley about the Hunter Biden investigation, let's start with that because we have a lot of ground to cover. All right, Congressman James Comer heads the Oversight Committee, which will question these IRS whistleblowers tomorrow, and he joins us tonight. Sir, it's good to have you back on. Um, everybody's wondering what to expect when we hear these two IRS agents testify. Yeah, we're excited. Uh, we had a transcribed interview yesterday, as you know, Rob, from an FBI agent who was also involved in the case, and he confirmed key parts of what the FBI whistleblowers have already said in a transcribed interview, that uh, they were very far along in their investigation. They suspected the Biden family had committed multiple crimes, but yet right at the point where they were supposed to talk to Hunter Biden, the Secret Service and the Biden transition team were tipped off and they were told to stand down and they never got to talk to Hunter Biden and then they were taken off the case. It's, it's mind boggling that, that, that our government, that our Department of Justice operates in this fashion. I think it should scare everybody that's, that's listening to this story. I wonder where we are in the mm -hmm. process of getting David Weiss uh, and perhaps his assistance to testify. Uh, I, I think Weiss is going to carry the water for the DOJ, now pretending he was able to do a full investigation. We remember, though, <clears throat> Leslie Wolf, his assistant U.S. attorney, said that she didn't want to talk about the big guy. She didn't want any questions about dad, uh, as she puts it. Are we going to get these people to come in, in front and, and, and be under oath? We're trying, and that's something that I think Jim Jordan will take the lead on. But I will tell you, Rob, I want to hear from both of them. But if I had to pick 
between one of the two, it would be Wolf. Uh, everything yeah. that I've seen uh, with respect to the cover-up by our government, with respect to the Biden corruption, uh, her name and her fingerprints are all over it. So we've got problems throughout the Department of Justice, but luckily tomorrow we have two courageous whistleblowers that are going to come forward that understand tax laws, that know a lot about these shell companies and these bank statements, and they're going to be able to answer for the American people whether or not crimes were committed by the Bidens and whether or not this government tried to cover it up. Congressman James Comer, chair of the House Oversight and Reform Committee on Rob Schmidt tonight. Back in May, Supervisory Special Agent Shapley told Comer that the Department of Justice had prohibited U.S. Attorney David Weiss from charging Hunter Biden outside of the state of Delaware and denied Weiss special counsel status during the federal investigation into Hunter. He also told the entire country that during an interview with CBS News that should have gotten a lot more attention. More from Rob Schmidt. For years, CBS attempted to avoid the Biden corruption scandal, ignoring a mountain of salacious evidence that journalists are typically starved for. But CBS eventually caved when it became so obvious they were protecting the president. CBS put IRS whistleblower Gary Shapley on TV earlier this year, and Shapley said this. There were certain investigative steps that we weren't allowed to take that could have led us to President Biden. And you wanted to take them? We needed to take them. And you weren't allowed to take them? That's correct. That is an astonishing claim. The Department of Justice, now run by Biden acolyte Merrick Garland, preventing agents from exposing Joe Biden's corruption. IRS agents discovering evidence like 20 shell companies that were opened by the Bidens. 16 of them were opened when Joe Biden was vice president of the United States, as House oversight confirmed through bank records. Top DOJ officials knew exactly why a vice president would need to open 16 shell corporations to funnel money from other countries to family members. You'd have to be brain dead to not understand what Joe Biden has been doing with his power. That's Rob Schmidt, host of Rob Schmidt Tonight, who I'm sure will be talking about today's happenings on the Hill on his show tonight, as well as other Newsmax shows throughout the day. Republicans are also considering impeaching Attorney General Merrick Garland. That news was disclosed yesterday as well. And don't forget about the tossed aside, they hope you will forget about the cocaine in the White House story. More from Eric Bowling and Dan Bongino. America cares that cocaine was found in the people's house, in, in the White House. Now, you have a law enforcement background. Any question in your mind that the person who left that coke there is known to others? Well, I worked in the White House for four and a half years. I'm only 48 years old. So a decent portion of my life was spent working in the White House. I was an agent for 12 where I was working protection details as well and was intimately familiar with protection and security plans. So I know WAVES, the White House Access Visitor Entry System and how it works. Listen, Eric, let, I mean, can we just, let, let, <laughs> I, you know, I haven't been on TV in a while, man. I've been kind of just like chilling a little bit, but can we just like talk in common sense terms? I worked there 12 years. We never found Coke in the White House in a decade plus two years I worked there in the Secret Service. And no friend has contacted me since. So we haven't found any coke in lettuce. Yet you get a guy who's on tape on his computer smoking the crack, 
you know, doing his thing with hookers looks like a UFC match. We don't know what the hell he's doing in there, right? The guy's got a history of drug use. The guy's got a history of like, he moves into the White House. He was there on Friday. The crack's found on Sunday. And we're all sitting around like, man, who the hell you think could have brought that coke in the White House? Uh, I don't know. Who could have possibly done it? Now, do I know it's Hunter Biden's crack? I don't know that. However, having been a former criminal investigator, I'm not stupid either. If you're looking for a list of suspects, suspect numero uno is Hunter Biden. You're not slipping in white powder into the White House without being escorted by staff or having some kind of a hard pass. Was it the staff? Doubt it. They're drug tested. Was it the Secret Service? No freaking way, brother. Uniform Division Secret Service? Nope. White House mess? Nope. They're military. They're drug tested, too. So who is it? A hard pin staffer? A hard pin staffer is going to do coke in the White House? Hey, I feel like doing coke today. Where should I do it? Oh, let's do it in the White House. That's a great idea. Uh, I think it's fairly obvious this is either some Biden family member or a friend of that said person who was escorted in. I'm going to say one more thing, because let's just say some people called me. I addressed this on my show today, but I want to put it on Newsmax because you guys got a you know nice following here. Let's just say a friend called me up and said, don't preclude the possibility that the cocaine found in the White House there was not accidentally left behind. In other words, it was left there deliberately for someone to find. And let's just say someone else may have found it. So that's a story I kind of heard from someone who may know a little something. That is former Secret Service agent and New York City police officer Dan Bongino on the balance with Eric Bowling. I have a very funny Dan Bongino story to tell you, but I'm not going to tell you today. At some point in time, it'll come up again. But uh, he kind of started out his radio career or broadcasting career filling in for the Sean Hannity show. I used to do the local news during the Sean Hannity show. I think it was like Christmas Eve or Thanksgiving or something. That's probably not that funny anyway. Remember what I said last week that I'm no cop, but I watch enough crime shows to know there is no way there wasn't any fingerprints or DNA on the plastic bag. There's a plastic baggie, right? So let's just say this is uh, cocaine, right? So now you're assuming like this non-porous substance that, that would rapidly take up a latent fingerprint, right? Because you're holding it like this and you have oils in your fingers. Let's just say the guy, oh, he goes like this. He manages before he puts it in the cubby to magically wipe it up. Now he puts it in the cubby. How does he close the cubby? It's a hinge door. What does he do with his tongue like this? How does he not leave a fingerprint? And then let's just say you wipe the bag off. You did one of these and you managed to close the cubby with like your elbow or something. And no one's going to think this is suspicious at all. You turn the key with what? How do you turn the key with your elbows? How do you do that? It's a little tiny key. Well, a sensible person would turn it like this you know, with their fingers and leave a fingerprint. You're telling me on the bag, on the cubby door and on the key that magically not a single fingerprint was left behind? That's what I'm saying. Thank you, Dan. It's absolutely impossible that there was no fingerprints or DNA. And he's saying that his Secret Service friends or police friends are telling him that it was left in the cubby for someone else, but then found by the wrong person. Very interesting. But we will never know. And with all this happening magically, or to deflect the news cycle, Donald Trump all of a sudden gets a letter from special counsel Jack Smith that he, Trump, is a target in Smith's investigation into January 6th. Back to yesterday's edition of John Bachman Now. 
Welcome back. We are following the breaking news involving former President Donald Trump for you at this hour. Trump saying he has received a new letter from Jack Smith indicating he is the target now of a criminal investigation by a grand jury investigating attempts to overturn the 2020 election. The former president writing on Truth Social a short time ago here. Deranged Jack Smith, the prosecutor with Biden's DOJ, sent a letter again. It was Sunday night stating that I am a target of the January 6th grand jury investigation, Trump adds, and giving me a very short four days to respond to report to the grand jury, which almost always means an arrest and an indictment. That is Trump's reading of all of this. Right. And as you can imagine, there's been a lot of reaction uh, pouring in, including from Georgia Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, who had this to say. Listen. This is the only way that the Democrats have to beat President Trump is to arrest him, smear him, charge him with ridiculous charges, all in a cover up of Joe Biden's crimes, Hunter Biden's crimes. It's, it's unbelievable. It's hard to even recognize that this is our country. Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene on Capitol Hill. Governor Ron DeSantis spoke about it on the campaign trail yesterday in South Carolina. So I don't know what was all about that, but I, but I do know that we look at institutions, unfortunately, like our own FBI and Department of Justice, and we've seen the politicization of those institutions. Uh, we've seen them be, be weaponized against Americans. Uh, Pro-life activists can have the SWAT team come at them. Meanwhile, Hunter Biden, he would have been in jail if he were a Republican, and we all know that. So, so that's, I think, been a frustration to see uh, how that is wielded. So I can't speak about that because I haven't seen it, but I can tell you one of my uh, jobs as president will be to end the weaponization of these agencies, and I will get that job done. We will make it happen. Florida governor and presidential candidate Ronnie D. in South Carolina on Tuesday. And just by coincidence, another big coincidence, on the same day, the state of Michigan charged 16 Republicans with felonies related to their alleged attempt to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election. More from Greg Kelly. A joke backwards country. That's what we are becoming, and it's happening very, very fast. Our culture, our politics, the criminal justice system, it's a mess. It's terrible, and exemplified again today by the treatment of President Trump. What they're trying to do to him, another indictment coming down the pike, you know? We don't believe you guys. We don't believe the prosecutors. We don't believe the government. No credibility whatsoever. Zero. None. What is this? The third, fourth indictment? Something like that? Plus that phony trial? I mean, these cases span many, many years, but they're all coming to a head right now. Hmm? <laughs> Just a few months before this political season really gets uh, hot. Take a look. Stormy Daniels. Remember this nonsense, right? Uh, the alleged misconduct, the bookkeeping matter, 2020. All right, so that's three years ago. E. Jean Carroll and her outlandish uh, allegations. Was it 1995? Was it 1996? Uh, she's not even sure. Uh, the documents charade, uh, that really bothered me, oh, by the way, when the FBI broke into Mar-a-Lago, <laughs> August of 2022. And then uh, the January 6th stuff. This is what we think the next indictment is going to pertain to. All of this, if you put it all together and you average it out, it's a span of 28 years. But all of these matters, again, have converged in a period of four months this year in 2023 from March through the July 
as the presidential campaign is in full swing. Three indictments, one trial, and we've got, what is it? Five months until the Iowa caucuses. Five months at the Iowa. You think they're trying to influence an election? Isn't that possibly just a little bit, just a little bit likely? I think so. We know so. You know, President Trump said this today. Rather than looking at the cheaters, the weaponized DOJ and FBI target and harass those who complain about the cheaters. What a great way of summing it up. You know, he sees overt corruption and he complains about it and he's the one in trouble. We all saw the overt corruption, by the way. I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting the billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Got fired. Wow. And Hunter Biden works at Burisma, the company that they were looking into. This was on television, right, in January of 2018. Greg Kelly, host of Greg Kelly Reports. And Donald Trump's legal spokesperson, Alina Haba, spoke with Lydia Serrani on Newsmax. This is not a coincidence. No, it's not a coincidence at all, Lydia. It's very intentional and it's pathetic. The only way that they can beat Trump is by getting Trump out of the race, and that is what they're trying to do. But the American public is not stupid. Let's not forget what happened. He said, protest peacefully. He said to, to, to add security. Who was in charge of security? Nancy Pelosi. Who didn't put security in because she was too busy having her daughter videotape her while she walked very delicately out of uh, out of the Capitol, but acted like she had rushed out. It is all adding up. We are seeing the films come through all these whistleblowers time and time again. The American people are not stupid, and the polls speak for themselves. That is why they are doubling down on Trump, because they're afraid. And fear is a pathetic, pathetic feature of the Democratic Party right now. What it are really they so is. afraid of? Him winning, because when he wins, if he wins, and I think he will win, if he wins and when he wins, he will clean house. And you know what that means? Everyone that's hitting him hard is out. And that is a problem for them. It's their future. They're not interested in America. They're interested in themselves and protecting their own crimes. Look at the cocaine situation. I heard today that they destroyed the bag of cocaine that Hunter had with the DNA on it. That's, I've never seen anything like that ever. Meanwhile, Hillary Clinton can bleach pit her computer, but President Trump cooperates on a documents case and he gets indicted. It's a joke, it's obvious, and it's desperate. Trump attorney Alina Haba on Newsmax with host Lydia Serrani. Florida Congresswoman Matt Gates said that he'll introduce legislation to defund the Jack Smith investigation because of what he called lack of transparency and the election interference feature. We may see Congressman Matt Gates on Newsmax today or tonight. So I don't have any news from the left today, but I mean, the whole episode, this whole podcast basically was news from the left. So how about GOP presidential hopeful Chris Christie on with Eric Bowling last night? Why are you running, Governor? Why are you running? You know, Donald Trump is he's got like 53, 56 percent. If you believe the polls or any given poll. You're, you're down in the single digits. I mean, is, what, what motivates Chris Christie to run for president? Is it to take out Donald Trump or Chris Christie is sort of fulfilling some sort of, I don't know, emotional void that you're looking for? Why, why, why are you running? Why? 
Oh, Eric, are you a psychiatrist today? Uh, you know, if you're a psychiatrist, spend more time on the former president than you will on me. Let me remind you that at this time in 2015, Donald Trump was at 6% and Jeb Bush was at 24%. And so if you, and, and I also remember the polls because I was deeply involved in the president's 2016 campaign um, that all told us that Hillary Clinton was going to win that race going away up into including the exit polls that night. I'm running because I believe that the country needs to change, that Joe Biden is an awful president of the United States, should have never been there. And it's only because of Donald Trump's failings that he is there. And what we need to do is to move this country Governor, in a new direction. Here, here's the question. Stop looking he, backwards. He said he's not going to debate uh, on that August 23rd Fox debate. He says, I need to. Why should he? He pointed out you, you're at four. And he said, why should I let someone at four, you know, ask me questions? Do you really want to debate Donald Trump? The guy is at RFK Jr. called him the best debater in the history of politics. Well, you know what? If he's the best debater in the in, in the history of politics, then he's, if he gets on the stage, he's about to be uncrowned as the best debater in politics. And by the way, if he is, Eric, then he should get on that stage. By the way, I'm at 10 percent in New Hampshire and in third place um, where this first primary is going to occur in 2024. And we're going to go in there and he should be on that stage because he owes it to the Republican Party voters to get on the stage, defend his record and talk about his vision for the future future would you run um, would you would you be scared as, to get on the stage would you would you would is you he scared to get on the stage eric would you would you be his vice president if he asked you no former new jersey governor and republican presidential candidate chris christie what he said about the 2016 republican polls and the polls showing hillary clinton winning right up into the election is a very valid point we know the polls are very inaccurate and anything could happen between now and then that's exactly why some of the people that are in the race are in the race. And there are those, and I believe Christie is one of them, that thinks all of these legal issues will eventually force Trump out of the race. And then it would be a wide open field. I'm not saying that, but there are people that believe eventually Trump is going to get out of the race because of the continued legal issues, because there'll be more legal issues uh, in the months to come. They either think that or they're hoping for that. That is certainly what Democrats are hoping for. And last but not least, lottery fever is running high. Tonight's Powerball, $1 billion, the third largest Powerball jackpot ever. Take care of my wife and my kids. Take care of my family, and that's it. Relax. I'm tired of working two different jobs. Help my family, give something to charity, and enjoy life. Ditto to that, man. Enjoy life. Your odds of winning, one in 300 million. But sooner or later, someone has to win it. Why not you or me? Two bucks and a dream, as they used to say. And no one won the Mega Millions last night, so that jackpot is now at $720 million for Friday night. Good luck. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. I'm Tony Marino. Thank you, as always, for listening to Newsmax Daily. I'll see you right back here tomorrow. In the meantime, keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.